gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Goose, a.k.a. Bull Scripted. And we are here, man, after no game, no real news. Well, I, I guess that's not true. There's some real news that no. we can dissect. No we can real dissect. news? I'm not saying there's no... I didn't mean to say there was no news, but I mean... Nothing set in stone yet, but news out there to dissect. I should have put it that way. I apologize. I apologize. Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Not that new bullshit sports on tap Chicago website with the bitches. Don't go there. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at on tap Sportsnet. Follow my dude Goose, a.k.a. Bullscripted, at Bullscripted. And follow me at Buzz on Tap. Goose, we're back, man. We're back, and we're going to talk about this news. And again, I'm going to throw a little bit of shade. I know a lot of people listen to this podcast. We are very blessed. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Fuck Sports on Tap. Goose, how you doing, man? I'm doing better than you. You're dealing with the brunt force of this combative copyright infringement nonsense. And luckily for me, I kind of signed on as somewhat of a silent partner where I get to have the fun and sit back during the nonsense. But for Bulls fans, we got the news that some of you have been waiting for for I don't know. Years. Half a decade. Years. Yes, at least at least years, probably at least half a year if you were somewhat on the boat with us to start this season, thinking we were heading in the right direction until Jim Boylan crashed that bitch in the Titanic. But a new front office means a new head coach because nobody with a good sense of mind is going to retain Jim Boylan. So let's get a round of applause for that. Please, please give me your elaborations. Give me your thoughts on the news that Woj broke. I mean, and this is something that we've talked about, Goose, isn't it? Like, the, the front office changes, but I guess everybody feels some sort of validation now that Woj has reported that something serious is going to happen. And nothing but love to Woj for me, by the way. I think he's great at his job, even when he was back with Yahoo. He's, he was always the man. Woj bombs were a thing before he was with ESPN. But, I mean, what do you think about all this, dude? What do you think? I mean, like, are are we going to be sitting here this offseason with no basketball, watching the season get canceled due to COVID? Um, I mean, do you think we're going to see real change here, man? I think we are going to see some real fucking change. And from our point of view, prior to the official reports coming out, was purely, you know, speculation, and it was somewhat obvious speculation, uh, most people could read the writing on the wall that change needed to happen. Unfortunately, it took a global pandemic and ultimately the whole entire world getting shut down for a temporary period for the Bulls to sit in there and go, hey, well, we have a draft coming up. We have a free agency coming up. We have an idiot coach who's been in control of our team for the whole entire season who we publicly back in a sense that he's listened to what we're asking of him. But other than that, he really hasn't applied anything worth keeping his job. So the fact that we're finally having names attached to the potential replacements, which consist of Bobby Webster, Arturis, going to butcher the shit out of this last name, Karnasovis, um, you got Chad Buchanan, 
there is legitimate reports tied to the fact that the Bulls are going to be interviewing via Skype or whatever social distancing process will work for this hiring situation. But they plan on getting somebody in soon enough that they would take over if the remainder of the season does somehow play out. Yeah, I don't see so the remainder a... of the season playing out, though, brother. Well, but but even that, while I 100% wholeheartedly agree with you there, if we get anything, it'll be the playoffs, and it'll be eight teams on each side that were slotted where they were where they were, which is going to cause a lot of stuff. And I've seen rumblings that, oh, all 30 teams are going to be in the lottery this year. Holy fuck, that would suck. Um, But... The season resumes, we're going to have new management. If the season does not resume, we are going to have new management that will be in control of the drafting, scouting, trading, off-season plan, and that itself is something that, in a, in a world right now where there's very little excitement around anything, should make Bulls fans happy. I agree with that. I mean, so... Let's get to some candidates that we're interested in, but I want to. I first want to get to the Pacers GM because he has actually declined the job. Chad Buchanan will not pursue the the Bulls' top basketball operations position. Ooh, I, I did not know that. Yes, that that that, that came out a little bit ago. So with with that, so I was wrenching on the Nissan and they dropped another bomb on me, huh? Yes. So yeah, Chad Buchanan's not interested. I'm not upset by that because Indiana is a very good team, don't get me wrong, but they're not a team that'll get over the hump. You know, I mean that could be because of, you know, could be because of Giannis or whatever, you know, and then obviously if Brooklyn ever gets healthy with Kyrie and and Kevin Durant, that's going to be a fucking issue for anybody. Let's be honest here, right? Um you got two of the top ten basketball players in the world right there. So Right. So, you know, Kyrie sucks. I I I will put that uh, you know, that's, that, that's going to be on my tombstone. When you bury me, little brother, when you bury me, little brother, you will put that on my fucking tombstone for me. Me and you have made a great relationship over the years. I trust you to put that on my tombstone. I think there's going to be a lot more important things to put on your tombstone than Kyrie sucks. That if, but if there's Rose never got hurt, Bulls win a title in 2011, that, is that more important? Dude, come on. It would have been. Yes, 100%. But the fact that Chad Buchanan does not want to pursue the job, I mean, it's fair. I mean, you got a good team that you've helped probably mold in Indiana, right? So I, I could see why somebody would be comfortable in their job. No judgment. No shade thrown whatsoever towards Chad Can Buchanan. Can I throw some shade for, 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 for like 10 seconds? Yeah, go ahead. You throw all the shade you want, dude. That's what we're doing. If you are a Midwestern team that is the Indiana Pacers, who's got a good amount of question marks, you have a solid team. I don't think you're legitimate contenders, uh, even if Oladipo does return to full form. Unless you're just scared. Unless you're just scared. (laughs) How does having full control of the Chicago Bulls ever become a no? I don't want that job because 
the scenario that you'd be walking into isn't as bad as it appears from the outside. You have some cleaning up to do. You have some problems to take care of. But other than that, it's a pretty prime fucking job. So if you're declining to even sit down and, you know, maybe, yeah, yeah, that, that tells me you're scared. It doesn't tell me that you, you don't want the job. That tells me you're scared of the pressure that comes with running the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair argument, man. I mean, that's a fair argument, or it comes down to being scared that you're going to be fucking, you know, completely overdrawn no, you're, on, you're... A million, on a million different topics, right? I mean, I think that's a fair argument to bring up, too. I mean, no, that's a fair argument. Pax is reportedly still going to be an advisor, but Doug Collins is an advisor, and Jim Boylan has enough power to push him out of meetings. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying here? <laughs> it's just all bad all around, dude. It's fucking it's bad. That's why he doesn't want to take the job, bro. I mean, fuck. But, no, but Woj is reporting full control. What if he's wrong? I don't think Woj would be. If Woj had an increment of feeling that he was wrong in making that declaration, I don't think he would have said it. Though, I mean, Woj has been on the Bulls' side for a while. I, I know that. But, I mean, dude, he can't. I mean, think about it. Think about it realistically here. Th- this isn't a move that's being made. This is a franchise-altering decision, right? I wouldn't be mad. I, and I wouldn't. I would not be mad at Woj if he was wrong about this. And not just being wrong, but maybe. I don't want to say wrong. That sounds ignorant. But like, misled, right? Like, what if he was misled with the information that he has now? And maybe it's not true. See, how would Mr. Buchanan know that until he sat down with the Bulls' ownership? 100% fair. But you know? That, so that's a just... no, 100% fair question. But maybe, I mean, he, he might not because know it, I... but take it in a way where he has a already formed opinion, right? Like where that... he has a predisposition to PAX is going to be telling him what the hell to do the whole entire time he's right. there. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Right, yeah. So... No, I mean, trust me, 100% agree at that point. That is not something that I want to tread over lightly and be overexcited about the news that Woj is pushing, that they are legitimately looking for somebody to run the whole entire operation. Because if that is the case, there is not a more appealing job in the NBA available because the Knicks just hired new management. Um. So in terms of attendance, marketability, branding, you're not, you're really not touching the bulls. So the only thing that would be scaring you away is fear of ruining your reputation or the fact that, well, yeah, oh yeah, maybe you might just be a puppet. <laughs> well, right. I, I do, but, agree, well, I do agree at least as a bulls fan about the bulls, like that, that job is sexy. And even Woj said that that job is still highly regarded around the NBA as a job that is desirable. Um, again, that brand is, is untouchable. 
Dude, you have, I mean, Regardless of all the stink that has surrounded it in the last few years, it's still untouchable. Right. I mean, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. The the stink, and th- and this is a fair thing to put out. Like, yes, are we diehard fans of the Bulls? One hundred percent. Like, are you know what? I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give him some dap. I'm gonna give him some shout out. Like, Mark, he's from Australia, but he digs the Bulls, right? You know why he digs the motherfucking Bulls? Because of Michael Jordan and what they did. One hundred percent. Josh J. Bulls hoop. Same way. He's a Bulls fan. You know why? Because they're a fucking staple. That is what helped build the NBA. Was a guy, internationally at least, is a guy like Michael Jordan, right? So the Bulls are a huge, huge motherfucking deal. That's totally, that. that's out there. That's respected. We've only been viewed at in a negative light for, what would you say, the last five years, I think is fair? Four? Five, four or five years. I don't even know if I'd go that far. You wouldn't I mean, go that yeah, far, really. You would not go that far. I guess that's fair. I, I'd go that. I'd go that I mean, far. Dude, we were legitimate contenders. We were the only thing that stood in the way of the Heatles in the well, East. Well, you're, we you're, were winning the East. Right. We had the youngest MVP. We had a solidified core around him that bought into everything. Like I put it into an astrologist statement. For me, for me, it's. It's hard to say that we're this much of a disaster because I lost my father in 2009 and from 2010 to about 2012, the Chicago Bulls were the only thing on a nightly basis in a routine situation. That made me escape from that. That's that's part of why I love this team. Oh, you got deep. tear up, bro, for real. Hey, man, I'm, uh, I'm not trying to get – but that's – that's why I love this team. I, I grew up I for you, which made me in the middle. Like that. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I, I grew up in the middle of the dynasty. I didn't. Right. I didn't get to watch right. it. I didn't get to fully enjoy it. Yeah, I got to watch the tapes. I get to sit down with my dad and rewatch the games and relive it and understand everything that was Chicago Bulls. Right. But right. when I lost my father, I had MVP Derrick Rose. There was a new light shining in this city, and we we had promise to no end. And then what happened to Derek happened to Derek. So it's – I can understand this front office's view, and this has been something that a lot of people take up with me, and I've had heated debates with multiple people. I don't think this front office has been completely inept. Do I think this last season in which they set up and entrusted everything to Jim Boylan is the final nail in their coffin? Yes. But the leeway, the amount of say-so that they have had for 15 years, I don't want to quote this wrong because I've been reading a lot of stuff about the Bulls uh, in, uh, in this current situation in their search. I want to say it was The Athletic with Darnell Mayberry. Um, And he ultimately said that one of the biggest appeals to this job to other front office members is the fact that the Bulls have had two, two president of operations in the time that the world has had three popes. (laughs) Kraus and Pax. Kraus and Pax. And obviously one of them had endless success followed by some lulls. 
and Pax has probably had too long of a leash given what the situation was. But for the situation of hiring new upper management, the fact that you do have a leash, that you're not just going to be dropped out of nowhere, is appealing to future candidates. And that's why you informing me that Buchanan dropped out is a little bit mind-blowing to me. It is mind-blowing. I I get that because, I mean, you know, is it? I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm half and half because, like, you know, I look at the job as a fan where I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. You know, but people that work in the in the industry that might know some inside information that we don't, I think it's totally fair that, you know, he'd pull out right away because something, I, mean, I, I think that we know that something good is happening in Indiana, right? Like, I think that we could both admit that. Um, but contention? Contention? Well, they're closer, than, we, they're, they're closer than the Bulls are. But, but being closer than the Bulls are right now is exactly what we traded Jimmy Butler to get out of. Well, you what, don't want to be. Right. You don't want to be that four to eight. You don't want to be that shot in the dark that oh maybe the one two three seed gets an injury and then we face the top seed from the other conference and just get swept. Like that's that's not really a prideful situation. That's not what you're aiming for. Right. And that's I don't. Did you see the report about uh, from Cowley about the Bulls wanting to? Model themselves after the Miami Heat. I did see that, and it, it made me laugh. And people are going to get really pissed off at this, but don't get me wrong. Like, fucking LeBron doesn't go there. They're not a championship team, right? I mean, you know, and, that, and that's when, like, Derrick Rose was still healthy and, and whipping ass alongside Joakim, Carlos, De, you know, Lou All, and all that, and all those guys, Ronnie Brewer, Corver, um, you know, but... You, you look at now, and everybody rides the Heat's dick. And it's funny to me. And the reason I say it's funny to me is because we're in the regular season, right? You get into the playoffs. You're running Jimmy Butler into the ground. you got a bunch of fucking young players that aren't experienced. You're, you're getting bounced. It's going to happen immediately. It's going to happen immediately. And for me, well, no. the first thing that well, no. I saw with Jimmy Butler and people who hate on the Jimmy Butler trade, maybe... And this is a big, fat maybe, brother. He would have been able to draw in a high-end free agent to come play with him, okay? We've not only seen this man be the guy on Minnesota in the playoffs, but we've also seen him be the you know one of the guys in Philadelphia in the playoffs. Can you answer me the question of what he's done both times? I don't think Philly was on him. I'm not saying Philly was on him. I'm just saying no, no, no. in I, general. And I don't think Minnesota was on him. But the point that, that you've kind of put on a tee for me not, here that I want to knock bro. out of the park <laughs> is the fact that Jimmy Butler was given what is seen as two top ten players under 25 in Embiid and Simmons, and obviously they were a Kawhi miracle heave over Embiid's extended arm, bouncing to the heavens and falling in the hoop from going to an Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think that there's enough young talent out there that sees Jimmy Butler as somebody they want to team up with that you're going to pull in with free agency. And... 
the, the, you want to model the Heat who signed the player that you traded away after giving $19 million a year contracts to Tyler Johnson, giving right. 12 to $15 million contracts to Kelly Olynyk. This team in the Heat has consistently overpaid for mediocre, mediocre talent to bring them in, to remain relevant, to avoid the lottery, to remain in the playoffs. And as we saw <laughs> that, that lovely year where we had Rondo and Wade, we actually had the same record as the Heat and beat them out for a playoff spot with a tiebreaker. Yeah. So I... So why are we modeling after the heat? Yeah. If you want a front office person that's just balls to the wall, 100% going at it all the time, go for it. That's a model I can get behind. You want a coach like Spolstra who elevates the talent of his team? We saw Bam Adebayo turn into what every Bulls fan was hoping Wendell Carter would this season while Wendell Carter continued to battle injuries and be handcuffed on the offensive end. So, yeah, if you're saying we want a ballsy GM and a great coach, sign me up. But outside of that, I don't think the Heat's current plan is going to achieve the goal that everybody's waiting for anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's also a good point, man. Also a good point. What do you think now about the general manager of the Denver Nuggets, Arturis I can't. I'm not gonna even try to say his last name. I'm not gonna fucking try to prove anybody like I know shit. I I, I know who he is. I just I I know it's Artuis. <laughs> Artuis. I got. What do you think about him? Obviously, he's built a very good team over there in Denver. See, I look at that Denver team, and that is a model I would like to build. I want to have so much talent throughout the roster. That our G League team looks better than most teams' two-way players or their rookies. They have Bol Bol playing for the Windy City Bulls. The Denver Nuggets don't even have their own fucking G League team. And they have better G League talent than most of the league. Yeah, I want a roster that is so stacked with young talent on the back end that a draft pick that you decided to make can't crack your roster. That is something I want for this Bulls team. And for that reason, I believe Mr. Artuis K is my Artuis, top priority. Artuis K. It's the easiest way to put it because I butchered it earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. What do, you, what do you think about Bobby Webster? about Bobby Webster there. I know there's a lot of people that are all for Mr. Webster. <sighs> Any of the names that have been attached to the Bulls in their reaching out section are upgrades. We can't lose in making the change that we make because it's going to come with a head coach change that probably wouldn't come otherwise. So there's a lot of dominoes that are going to fall, and I really... Outside of the names that they've mentioned to this point, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Um, obviously, hearing that Masai and Prestier out of the running, it's kind of disheartening, but Masai is running into some legal trouble, and 
Presti's got the greatest treasure chest of assets in the NBA. So why does he want to go anywhere? Yeah. Another good point you bring up, my man. Another good point you bring up. At the end of the day, who do you want to see take over this job? Do you have a preference? Mr. Arturus K. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of. I guess I'm in this fucking same boat. Like, goddamn, I hate agreeing with you on shit because I feel like it makes our content not. <laughs> like you know, people love arguing, right? But let's I, I, fight, Buzz. Right, let's get let's, them views up. Yeah, but when we agree on shit, I. I I'm in the same boat, dude. I think fucking Denver's great in the Western Conference. I think he's built a nice squad over there. And honestly, I think, you know, they've had their chances, and I think that they still are, you know, they're still competitive. And I'd love for the Bulls to be there, especially in the Eastern Conference. They have Michael Porter Jr. coming off the bench, sometimes not even in their their rotation. Yeah, let's not talk about that. We don't want to talk about that because there's Bulls fans, Bulls fans that still want Michael Carter over Wendell. So that's and that that is the point that I'm making is the state of their franchise. Though Denver has been booming since they legalized that sticky icky, um, you do not have as great of a market as you have in Chicago. The Bulls as a brand, you have that brand behind you, and you build the kind of team that you have in Denver. You become a god. <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. That's true. Especially in the East. Because if you had a Denver-like team in the East, you're talking, oh, maybe we can mess with Giannis. But as of right now, I don't see anybody that really is messing with the Bucks. No, I don't see anybody that's messing with the Bucks either. I mean, you know. <laughs> I really don't. But I... I... I would love to have him as our GM, you know, moving forward. I think that he'd be a, a, a great hire. I, I'm Bobby Webster. I'm not. I'm not like you know, like against either. I think that he'd be a good hire too because I mean the things that Toronto did, they made good moves. They made a move enough to get them a championship and still be competitive with decent draft picks going into this year before COVID nineteen stopped us in our tracks. But you know, um, I think. It's it's hard for me to be truly optimistic, Goose, because I don't know. Like I I've lost a lot of the belief in this team, and I and I used to carry that flag, and I think that's a fair statement. I used to carry that fucking flag, and especially when we went to the open practice this year, I brought that up on millions of podcasts that we've done together. But you know, I I've carried that flag, and I've been upset on the way that they've executed things, so I'm a little skeptical, but. I feel like if a good GM change is made and Michael Reinsdorf is really going to hire somebody that's all about basketball operations, which means that Jim Boylan is out the motherfucking door immediately. Or he's just a defensive coach. I'm fine with that. And a lot of people might not like that, but I am fine with that. Might be a hot take, whatever. Um, as long as real change comes and a good GM comes in that feels comfortable with the direction and the uh, – the makeup of this team, then I'm straight. So, let, I mean, all's we're, all's we're doing now is playing a waiting game. We have no idea when fucking sports are going to be played again, man. We've got no fucking clue. It's all a waiting game. It's all nothing but speculation. So, you know, let's try and figure it out, right? Hey, and at least in the figuring out process, we're getting new management. So, hey, that's, that's really the only 
positive I can take from this whole global pandemic is the fact that, well, the Bulls look, they're like, well, shit, <laughs> the world might end tomorrow. We should probably fire these assholes and at least go out on a good note. So any of the names that have been attached, whether it's Webster, uh, uh, Mr. Arturis, uh, and I'm probably butchering that. I feel horrible that I'm butchering that. But I'm also not going to pretend to be this uh, upper management guru. I've never played for any of these coaches. I've never spoken with any of these executives. I don't know where their state of mind is. All I can do is judge them on their current team situation. And if I'm hand-selecting somebody that isn't Masai or Presti, who's drafted Harden, Westbrook, and Durant in the last two decades... Give me the guy that's in Denver that's built a roster that's so stacked that they literally have to trade assets away because they can't afford to sign them. I, lo- I love so. that point, man. I love that point, and that's something that I side with you on. And I'm, you know, again, I know like people like to talk, you know the arguing kind of shit, but I just think that that he's such a badass GM and the team that he's built. You know, think about it for a minute. In an era without super teams, if we didn't have them or, or stars you know, lining up together, that Denver team's even more scary than they are right now. And uh, it's something that is desired for me to have multiple stars and multiple role players at multiple positions. I think that helps win championships. So um, that's kind of where I stand with it. I And before we leave here, man, I just want, I want, I want to talk to you for a little bit. Like, you know, what have you been doing in this quarantine, man, with no basketball? I know you like other sports, too. I mean, me and you talk Bears, me and you talk baseball, even though you're a Cub fan. Um, you know, whatever. But, you know, just kind of letting people inside of our friendship here. But, you know, what have you been up to, man? Like, what what, what have you been doing for fun when you get off the day job and shit? Like, what, what have you been up to? Well, the day, day job has been furloughed. So, I mean, I've, I've been kind of inactive on Twitter for a little while, and I've actually got some DMs about that. Like, hey, man, are you all right? No, I'm good. I've uh, just been kind of diving into uh, my new car, which is kind of my project. I uh, picked up a 1994 Nissan 300ZX, which is a rear-wheel drive, six-cylinder, kind of fun little sports car. And uh, I've just been diving into that, uh, learning how to work on cars and opening up other things. And then we're painting the whole entire house. So... I've got plenty of projects that we've kind of set up, given this quarantine situation, to kind of avoid, you know, practice social distancing and, and just dive into something else to keep myself preoccupied. Because there's there's not sports to talk about, and that's generally uh, my escape from the world. So uh, instead, I've just been diving into cars and helping my lady with. Uh, projects around the house that's really all there is to do right now so, so uh, i mean if you have any questions feel free to reach out to me on bulls twitter i still hop on there fairly often at bulls scripted but other than that i've put a new exhaust on my new car some coilovers working on, on sway bars and uh with the outlook of potentially a month of being off work i'm gonna pull the motor and do a motor swap so Fuck yeah, man! At least, like, at least you're keeping yourself busy in a, in, in a way that you know that still interests you, like a hobby, right? You know, I, obviously it's a necessity, but I know you love cars and shit, and that's what you do. 
you know, in, in the time that I've been off, man, I've been playing a lot of, you know, I've been playing a lot of music. Um, you know, for people that know me, I'm, I'm fucking weird like that, man. I love playing music. I love, you know, playing instruments. I, I'm playing with my daughter. Um, you know, her birthday was April 1st. Uh, she got a bunch of awesome gifts. So I've been, you know, just spending more time with her watching, you know, her. Just keep... kidding. April Fool's. <laughs> April Fool's. You know, uh, I, I've been playing with her a lot and just messing around and, you know, then also I collect vinyl records. I've done that, you know, for, for years and years and years now. And I've been, you know, spinning records downstairs, man, drinking a couple beers, you know, just doing, you know, what I usually do, you know, body paint, whatever, you know, the list goes on and on. It, it just fucking around and, you know, being artsy. You're, you're painting Cubs W's on your chest? No, how, no, how did no, that no, happen? no, 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 no. How how did that come about? That never that never came about, brother. I, you better knock it off before I kick you in your nuts. I'm the big brother here. Sorry. This this year's draft party, I'm gonna get you tanked. You're gonna pass out, and I'm gonna paint a W on <laughs> share with the world. You know, I would say that's not gonna happen, but you know me so well. You know I'd get so fucked up, I'd fall asleep at fucking ten before we even made the draft pick. <laughs> it's like hey, just hey my... Jamie, hey Jamie, you want to <laughs> help me embarrass the shit out of Buzz? <laughs> that's fucked up, coach. That is fucked up, but you know, <laughs> that's basically what I've been up to the whole time, man. I, I really do miss recording bulls on taps every night. Um, I, I, it's just an escape, you know, even sometimes it feels like a chore, but it's just an escape. To talk to one of your best buds and just fucking talk about the game. But that, that's been basically what I've been up to. You know, I got the, I got the second baby on the way, August 21st. So, you know, we're getting prepared for that. We're going to start hitting the, the, you know, the extra bedroom we have and, and getting that ready and, that's basically it, man. That's that's all I've been up to as well. You know, thank God we've stayed in contact. No matter if sports are on or not, you know, it's cool that me and you are still in contact constantly because that's you know that's what friends do. And then our our Twitter followers and the people that dig our show are still talking to us left and right, which I love because you know sometimes it's hard to come up with unique content to ask people, you know, to help them feel engaged. But you know, our a lot of our fans are so well informed that they just come to us with questions or they just come to us, not even with bulls, just to shoot the shit. And I'm all for that. So very fortunate that, you know, during this rough time that we've still, you know, been able to continue our dream, I guess. Hey, well, keep the dream living. I hope everybody uh, does their best, take care of themselves and their family and staying safe. Obviously, we all still have to go to the grocery store, which is the only place that's open and the busiest place in the world right now. But, um, you know, I hope everybody hangs in there. I wish you and your families uh, the best of health. And hopefully we all get through this together and we can get some fucking sports back so everybody's life can get a little more exciting. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. You got anything, you got anything else you got to say before we hit the fucking road here? Nope. Let's get a new GM. Let's uh, head into a new dawn with optimism. And let's see what happens. Though, I got a feeling some big changes are coming. Not just to the front office. For sure. For sure. Everybody, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at BullsOnTap, at OnTapSportsNet. Follow my dude, Goose. For his badass takes at Bull Scripted, following me for my lukewarm, usually shitty takes, which Bull Scripted comes and bails me out of at Buzz on Tap. 
<laughs> we'll be back whenever the fuck we're back, man. We miss sports. We miss you guys. If you have, if you guys want us to do special episodes or whatever, just let us know. It's just, it's hard to come, you know, with no, you know, with no Bulls news really going on, it's hard to kind of come up with that content. Also, if you do a little favor for me, just a little tiny motherfucking favor, if you guys see the Sports on Tap Chicago, which has just started yesterday slash today, which would be April 4th and 5th, I think. What's the date today? What, what, what is the date today? Is it today the 6th? Or is it the fifth? Today's the fourth. Today's the fourth. So if you see a Sports on Tap Chicago that started the third and then leaked into the fourth, I'm sure it will be there on the fifth as well. You tell them to fuck right off. These guys have come and stole our intellectual property, which is not cool. That is not cool and tough. That is fucking weak and lame. And we have spent too much time building this shit to have some motherfuckers from Seattle that don't even have a basketball team come in here and try to take our shit. So, you know, that'd be awesome. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll be back whenever the fuck we're back. So, deuces, let's go, Bulls. Goose, you got a little song to sing us out with or whatever like you usually do? You got a little do to do or something? Do I got a do to do Let me pull it out of my ass. <laughs> Follow me and everything is all right. The Bulls will be the one to tuck you in at night. And if you want to leave, so are Gar and Pack. So there might be a future to fucking have. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>